Today is September 4th. It's Labor Day. And we have a special episode for you today. We're going to take a deep dive into robo-umps and errors. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? <laughs> hey man, so I just want to start this off by saying your new little intro. Yeah. That you got going on here. Pretty cool. I like it. I watch it every time you start. Dude, I think you got every uniform we wear also in the clips. Ooh, I that was not intentional. Like to the point where I saw Brian Reynolds wearing like blue, the blue socks. And yeah, because of the bat drop, the homestead the, grays. The homestead grays, the the black, the white, the gray, the the city connect. Yeah, you got it all, man. So if you're audio listeners, um, little uh, little inside baseball for you there on the YouTube side of things, on the video side of things, which we do if you weren't aware and if you were aware and you just prefer the audio uh, portion, uh, you're like most people that prefer the audio portion and that's fine, <laughs> but it is kind of cool. We got like a little baseball card theme going on on the YouTube side. So if you're a baseball card guy, it's worth, you know, you can keep listening to the audio, but it's worth a look. It's worth to check out what yeah. we're doing over there on the video side of things. But you put a you put a lot of work into that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I have a good time with it. It's good uh, stuff. I can let the music stop there. I can you know learn a little bit along the way too, which is kind of fun. So yeah, uh, long way to go there for me to do like really <laughs> awesome things, right? But this one's pretty cool. I worked a long time on it. Yeah. Anyway, this is an interesting one. This is, I think this is the first time we've done something this far in advance to, pre to prepare, <laughs> but we're not going to beat around a bush here. Uh, you're not going to hear much from the series with the Cardinals because we are recording this uh, on the 28th. We just released one today, but we're recording this a week early. Johan Oviedo just pitched his gem that we'll talk about that we... Let me see if I can do this right. That we just talked about on Friday, <laughs> even though we haven't yet. But you know we will. Uh, but we're doing this early because we're both going to be on a trip over Labor Day weekend. We're just not going to have the time. We're going to be in Cincinnati playing a, a big tournament that we always play in every year that, that we love a lot. So um, mm -hmm. it's going to be a good time. But also last year, I think, was it last? No, last year or two years ago, we tried to do this. And yeah. we just couldn't get it done, and we ended up having to cancel or release it like days late or something like that. Well, I forget. We, we like started recording it or something, and just something happened. Yeah. Something went wrong. Couldn't upload it or something. Yeah, and it was just hard to do. So anyway, yeah. we decided we would just skip, excuse me, skip all of that and just go straight to doing it early so I don't have to take down my setup as well right. as pack up all the things that I pack up for the tournament. So Right. Um, so this is what we're doing. Um, doesn't matter to you necessarily, but we'll give you a little, we'll give you a little insight of why we're just picking a couple topics here and going deep dives into a couple topics that are not what just happened this weekend. Yeah. If we get to both of them. 
Yeah, and we'll at least cover a little bit of it because I said it in the intro. Sure. Has something to do with errors and hits that we've seen a lot. But you're right. We may talk a while, right? Mm -hmm. Because this first topic, uh, the robo-ump topic, and I know that this is a hot topic for a lot of people, and you're talking about when is this coming in and what does it look like when it does? Oh, okay. So let's start (laughs) off with that. Like, Jake, what is your initial opinion of robo-umps? Don't want them. Don't want them. Okay, how's come? I just without giving away our our discussion. Right, right, right. I just don't like it. I just I. This I, is the human the the human element of the game that I just don't want to see go. You know, there's there's things that we're going to talk about that can like alter my point of view, but mm-hmm. it won't change my point of view. If that makes sense. Well, I'm I can a- alter some thoughts, but not completely yeah and i'm always in the camp where i reserve the right to change my mind at any time right. and if i share an opinion about this topic six months ago it might be different today and we're going to talk about this and i may share a few opinions and you know that i'm like kind of skittish to really come out with an opinion you know I, it's how right. i get because right. i'm leaving a little room for doubt, I'm leaving a little room for persuasion, for time to kind of rearrange some things in my head. Um, I'm also a very like I'm, I love technology, and I'm kind of a techie when it comes to stuff like that. And so, for me to just say, "Well, we can't have technology involved," like I'm kind of like, "No, I kind of like that," right. but there are limitations, and. I would say that whether you are for or against the quote-unquote robo-ump, I think there's something here for you. I am still kind of like, I'm not 100% against it. I think that there are are ways that it could be implemented um, and be very tasteful. And then other ways, I think that it could just strip kind of the... uh, I think it could kind of strip the romance from the game a little bit. I think there yeah. are intangibles that are involved with. Uh, I, I'll even say this, and this is maybe a maybe a crazy take or crazy uh, point of view of it, but I would even say this: like if you tell me that robo umps are going to stop uh, managers coming out and yelling at umpires, like I don't want that. Right. I actually right. want to see the manager come out and rah, 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 and take his hat off and throw it down. Like that's entertaining. <laughs> I want to see it every once in a while. On that, kick some dirt on the shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like I just some <laughs> of that stuff is fun for me. And I, I, I want some of that. If I if I have a hitter up to bat and he thinks he was ripped off, I want him taking that to his next at bat. I want him going up mad. I want him to think yeah. about that and say, well, if you're gonna go a little bit, I gotta chase, I gotta get a hit. What about now? Are you going to call me out now? No, I just got a hit. And and like if it's a robot, you're just defeated. You're just like, oh, I suck. I thought that was a ball. It obviously wasn't a ball because the robot said it wasn't. And I feel right. like there's a little bit of uh, of of that competitive nature that might get lost in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like there's mm-hmm. – I don't know. I, but I'm not like – I'm not bound to that. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is an interesting conversation and – both topics that we have today, and actually this robo-umpire topic was on my mind for this date for a long time. Um, I've been thinking about like, oh yeah, we can actually go deep into this conversation for that Labor Day episode. That'd be really great. Coincidentally, 
The Athletic released an article recently about it with a lot of stuff where I'm like, perfect, I'm all systems go here. I don't have to take <laughs> notes right now because they've done it for me, basically. And so we're going to break that down. We're actually just going to go through that article. If you guys are, are subscribed to The Athletic, um, go out and give this thing a read. If you're not and you've never been, I think there's even a trial period. Go out there and, and take a listen to it or uh, read down through it. But also, I mean, we're going to go through it. So stick around for this discussion. I think that there's going to be some some things that might challenge us, might challenge you. Um, and we've already read it, so we have been challenged already. And so there's some things that that we could talk about. Anything to add before we get started? No, we're good. Let's get into it. That was my cue to give me time to take a drink. Now say something. <laughs> Why don't you just say something? Listen, uh, there's not a lot to say yet because I'm... You're chomping at the I'm, bit I'm, waiting for it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say chomping at the bit either. I just, I'm, I'm waiting to get into it because we haven't actually talked about it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. We talked a little bit about a couple little things, but you know, we both just kind of read through it. Yeah. Okay, so first off, um I don't know if we want to kind of follow the follow the article and, and when they bring things up or if we want to talk about a couple things. I, I would say let me preface this a little bit. Robo umps is a really loose term. Uh, to me, if I was to get technical and I would say robo robot umpires for me is calling every single pitch. And yeah. if I say that, I can very easily say I don't like that. Mm -hmm. However, if you want to lump any kind of automated strike zone, if you just want to say whatever it looks like, automated strike zone, then I think that there's a little there's a little room for discussion there and for yeah compromise here and there um, because there is a scenario where you where you say people say every single call fed into the ear of the umpire he makes the call and it's what are you going to say to that umpire he didn't make the call if it's wrong he's gonna be like yeah dude I know I, I had a strike too you know what I mean <laughs> like he's he's not gonna argue he's gonna be like yeah I'm with you but right. there's nothing I can do I can't overrule the computer nothing like that delayed strike three yeah, exactly. Like, strike three. <laughs> oh, my bad. It says in here it was a strike. Um, obviously, <laughs> this is going to cover some of the technological uh, holdups. Uh, I here's here's the gist of of what they're saying. It's not coming. Oct it's not coming. Opening day, twenty twenty four. There's yeah. too much to work out. So let's talk about what that is. Because if you're somebody who's saying, "Boy, I can't wait till next year when we have robot umpires," I'm going to tell you right now, it's not happening. There's right. no way. And if it does, we're in for it. This is going to be bad, <laughs> I think, because of a lot of the things that they bring up here. However, an electronic ball strike system is in play. It's happening. Um, and the box that we see on the TV is not the box that they're using. No. So when we look at it on TV and we say, oh, that had to be a strike. Is, look at that. It's the same for every single hitter, the one we're looking right. at. Right, and it is not the way that it is that it will be implemented. Right, it's going to have to change per hitter. They, are they are they using that for the scorecards? For the umpire, the scorecards are different per hitter. They're not using the one that's on TV. No, I mean, are they using? I know that. I mean, are they oh. using this? Uh, the Hawkeye this system, yeah, the Hawkeye. I believe they are, but I don't really know because I'm not sure if it's actually is it actually in place in all the. 
I have no idea. I don't know that they've that they've said that. Anyway, let's go down through this because there's a couple things. Um, I, AAA right now is using this, and what do they have? They have the two different version. They have Tuesday through Thursday. They don't have they don't play on Mondays in AAA. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every single pitch, automated strike zone. Human umpire is standing there, but he gets the calls relayed to him. I've been to those games. Um, and, you know, when you're in the stands, you don't really, you don't know if it's a strike or not. Right, right. But the, I think a lot of fans don't realize what's going on because they're still arguing. There's just nothing to argue <laughs> at that point. Right. Um, unless you're arguing that it's wrong, which actually could be valid. <laughs> and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they have human umps. They're calling the pitches, and the the players, and this is batter, catcher, and pitcher only. Maybe managers? I don't I don't even think managers do. Batter, pitcher, catcher are the only three people on the field who can challenge a call. And essentially, if it's a batter, he hits the top of his head and he says, I want to challenge that call. You call it a strike. I think it's a ball. He says it's being challenged. The, the the scoreboard screen at the field pops up. They show the pitch come in. It either lands in the strike zone or out of the strike zone, and, and immediately the call stands, whatever that call is. Not not yeah. the call the umpire made, but right. what you see on the screen. If, it, if it's in the zone, it's a strike. If it's out, it's a ball. And the fans get into it because they're like, oh, what's it going to be? And they wait, they wait, they wait, they wait. Ball, yeah, I told you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That wasn't a strike. You stink. Yeah. I, I I was at a game in Columbus where the first eight challenges were successful. Wow. You talk about an ump having a bad day. I'm not going to give him a hard time. He doesn't have to call pitches for half the week. Right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, well, now I got to turn it on. Right. I, that's a joke. Obviously, they're looking at sure. the plays still. They're, sure. It's not like they're like just standing back there and be like, oh, yeah, he said strike, so we're good. <laughs> There's other things they have to look for, too, but... <laughs> But either way, could you imagine? Could you imagine he's just standing back there twiddling his thumbs just to prove a like, point? I feel like that's like a Savannah Bananas umpire. <laughs> so uh, the two systems very different, but um, I got to tell you, just on the onset of this, uh, the challenge system was fun as a fan. Yeah, calling every pitch, it's it. You just don't even. First off, it as a fan in the stands, you don't even know what's going on. Mm. Fans are still booing the umpire when they call strike three. They're still saying, what are you looking at? Because they don't have any idea that there's a robot in his ear calling the pl- pitches. <laughs> now, once we know, I wonder if it changes. But like your average fan may never know. Right. Your average fan who's not listening to any podcasts, who's not watching MLB Network, they just want to catch a ball game. Mm-hmm. They may not even know. Now, once the challenge system comes in, it's right in front of you. It says... So and so up to bat is challenging the, the called strike. And it's yeah. like, oh, and then we watch it. And then it's like the call's overturned. And I mean, it's it's interactive. We all see it happen. It's not like there's a review and you don't see it happen right, right. in real time. Um, I actually think it's exciting. And then it became a topic of conversation, like, wow, this umpire is having a bad night, eight successful. And you only get like three <laughs> or four challenges, right? Unless you get it right. So you right. basically only get like three or four wrong answers. It's like three to five, some somewhere in that range, three, four, mm-hmm. five, that you can, if once you, and, and I believe a team ran out of, by the end of it, 
or maybe it was a different one because I because I went to a couple games that weekend um, that a team may have ran out of challenges, which is something that they talk about in this article. So anyway, um, let's get into the article a little bit because um, they do ask some questions. Um, <laughs> I think one of the first questions that they ask is, uh, and I think it's kind of the the overarching uh, theme. Do we actually want every call to be right? <laughs> half of the listeners right now said, well, yeah, obviously. And the other half was like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, there what is. Do there's, you, what do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of players and managers. Did I miss a quote there? No. Okay. A lot of players and managers and coaches – have uh, have voiced their opinion on this. They don't want every call to be 100% right. And that sounds crazy, but let's dig into it a little bit. Um, and I, I'm trying not to read the article. I want to encourage you guys to go out and read right. the article from The Athletic. So I'm trying to just touch some things, but I will say I will read some things here. Um, but the question is, but do they want every pitch to be called by non-humans strictly by the rule book strike zone? in say a 17 to two game or when it's the eighth inning and ominous dark clouds are gathering, which that one I might disagree with. I think even if dark clouds are, I don't care about the dark clouds. There's (laughs) rules in place. We've played five innings. It's a complete game. If it's going to rain and I don't care if we play the ninth or not, there's rules in place that says if we don't get to the ninth inning, we can finish this game. Yeah. I don't want you calling me out just because you want to not get rained on. No, I don't right. agree with that one. The 17-2 to two game, <laughs> 100% I agree with that one. <laughs> they don't want that. And they almost always prefer the challenge. Because if it's 17-2 to two and you get called a little bit off the plate, you have a choice. You can either say, I get it, let's get out of here. Or you have a choice to say, no, you know what, I want my at-bat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I want this at bat. I need it. Yeah. So, you know, there's some there's some thought there too. Um where do you want to go here? I mean, what, is there anything in particular that sticks out that's that's maybe at the at the front end of this thing that you want to start with? Like I said, I don't want to go I don't want to go directly here. Do we want to talk about what the strike zone looks like? Right, yeah, and that's that's where I was going to start with it because I mean, obviously, you said the the uh, the square on the TV is not what they're going by. That's not one hundred percent accurate. It stays the same all the time. So we actually did look into it a little bit of what the strike zone actually is. Yeah, in major leagues right now. Yeah, so start with that because it's changed over time. What is the strike zone right now? And let's let's right now, let's keep let's save them the the history of it. Sure, and it is. Help me! I did not write it down. I'm, I'm going purely yeah, off yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. It is the midpoint between the belt and the shoulders, the top of the uniform pants and the and the top of the shoulders. Yeah, I think so. So what? Everybody's so, torso is different. So whatever the midpoint right. is there, right? Usually the letters to, to just below the kneecap, to just below the kneecap. So below the kneecap to maybe the letters or just underneath the letters. Yeah, that's your strike zone. Right. It's also taking into consideration how when you're set and ready to swing. Yeah, ready to offer at a pitch, right? So Yes. 
So it's not like me standing there and then the umpire looks at me and says, okay, there's my strike zone. No, it's once right. I get in, if I'm crouched down a little bit more, my strike zone's a little bit lower. If I stand up tall, my strike zone's a little bit higher, right? Mm -hmm. Not to mention you got guys that are different sizes. And so right. you're immediately starting from a standpoint of, okay, we have to make sure that our technology can account for Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez batting back to back. Yeah. And they're different sizes, and their batting or batting stances are different. But let's also throw this in, Jake. What if I swing at a high pitch and pop out my first two at bats, and I decide as a discipline that I'm going to crouch down just a little bit lower, Jeff Bagwell style, and step back into my swing so that that ball that I see up once I step back, it lowers a little bit and I'm not offering it a ball too high. Maybe just like a little in-game adjustment that I do just to avoid. By the way, I've done that very thing. It wasn't <laughs> in the middle of a game. I did it for like two weeks because I kept swinging at high pitches. And then once I kind of broke out of that, then I was able to go back to my normal stance. But if that happens, you don't get that old, like the, the system's going to have to adjust on the fly. Right. On the fly. And so I, that's somewhere that they aren't there yet, right? Right. I believe they can change it, but not that quick. Right. Yeah. It's it's interesting when you when you look at it in that perspective because I mean I've you see Jack Sawinski changing his batting stance up a little bit. Uh, his is more just on off the plate stuff right now, but right. But he's making an adjustment. Yeah. What if the next time that adjustment is to sit a little lower or stand up a little taller? Yeah, you can't just program it in stuff. and say like it's just. Yeah. Is it going to be you like, just, oh, we have pictures of all the players, so that when they get up, we can put a picture up. We also size them in their batting stances for the for the strike zone. Well, what if that changes? You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, we got to right. get resized for the strike zone. Like, what are we doing? And maybe right. that's it. Maybe that's actually the system that they go for. And if you change your stance in the middle of a game, well, that's on you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, run back to the clubhouse real quick and get a remeasure. Well, but like, I'm saying like if that's well, but I would even say it would be reasonable to say you can change your batting stance in the middle of a game, but that's on you. I got you. You know what I mean? Like that's I would, I would we actually be. Yeah, take. it's a risk, but <laughs> but like that's something that I could see happening. But and I'd be okay with that if that was their. If you were getting "quote unquote" fitted for the strike zone, I just can't believe as that long that's as even you were able to do it between games, as long as you were able to say, "Hey, I need to come in early," even if I'm on the road. Yeah, you there. They would have to have a system in place saying, "Yes, you can get to the ballpark." At Every ballpark's going to have this. Yeah, you know, x amount of hours before the game, you can get fitted the right before, and and everything will be kosher during the game. Like. I'm good. I'd be okay with that. Like they would have to allow for that. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty, I didn't expect to go there. I mean, if you guys have any, any other kind of suggestions that you think, like how else would you do for that? So, right. you know what I mean? That, um, it does say here, uh, at least in the current AAA version, uh, all players were measured in spring training. The hitters of each height were assigned an average strike zone. So does it account for crouching? People familiar with Hawkeye say no at the moment. So you were measured, and so they just say, oh, this guy's 6'7", here's his zone. But if he crouches, and, it's, and it says here, so he's really like 6'1", tough. That's your fault. 
So spring training, by the way, because you're measured, it's your height, and they give you an right. average strike zone according to your height. Yeah, and that doesn't go to say it's, you know, the it's from here to here when you're standing up if you're this tall. I mean, I'm sure they they take into effect it. Everybody's going to sit into their legs a little bit. Well, I guess that's a question, Most though. People. When you when it says they're measured in spring training, um, do you think they're measured in their batting stance ready to hit? Now, if you do change your batting stance in the middle of the season, that is on you. And maybe there is something. There could be something in place to say, like, hey, I've changed my batting stance. Can I get remeasured? Can we alter this a little bit? Um, but right now, they're saying no at the moment. But they, they left it at the moment, Right. Right. So, I mean, it could be. Um, and it even says that uh, if the system gets deployed in the big leagues, that's expected to change. With lasers and wearable technology, the zone could be tailored to every size, shape, and stance. Could you imagine if we're actually like, oh, yeah, we've got lasers in that, or or maybe we just, <laughs> and we say, oh, he's crouched down. Pretty nuts. But yeah. at the same time, like, Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve don't really have the same strike zone now, is what it right. says. So anyway, it won't it won't happen then either. When it's in place, it's not there yet. But that's one of the things they're getting to. The other thing is the ballparks, whether it's going to be the same because there are these guys that are the the there are players, multiple players, a lot of players saying, ah, sometimes I go into one place and it's different than in the other place. Which the Hawkeye people say, no, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't actually know who I want to trust there. Obviously, being a guy that's computers, uh, in computers and trusts that like if you if you design something with a set of rules, computers are very good at following directions. They're very <laughs> good at following directions. They will not think on their own though. And right. so there's not, you know, things like that. However, there are bugs. There are things that could alter that. And I don't know what those are in different ballparks, but um, they did say that they would look into all of those things before. I mean, they'll double, triple check it. And that's a good yeah, thing. I feel, like, but it, I feel like it would have to be the same distance from home plate, the same height up off the ground. Like everything would have to be a 100% uniform. And I don't know if every ballpark could be that. Does that make sense? I think for like, oh, to a let's certain take this seat out because we have to put the robot up here. Right. Obviously, there's how many. I don't know how many cameras there are actually gathering this data. I'm sure that there's right. a, there's several of them, all sure. working together to get the <laughs> uh, the exact thing. But yeah, right. Uh, they're saying that they have the they have that in place and they'd be able to do that. So, um, it's crazy. Um, but it says. The ball strike studies tell us that human umpires don't adjust their zones to compensate for hitters who are extra short or extra huge. I just find that hard to believe. Well, the thing is, is they're supposed to. Right. So they're just not doing well. And this is where a lot of people say, this is why we need robots. Because these guys are so bad. You know what I mean? I get, I get, I get what people are saying, but they're really not that bad. Well, no, 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 no. I no, I get that, and I don't, and I don't think we need to go down that that path necessarily. I mean, a bad umpire is like eighty nine percent correct, right? But that doesn't make him not bad. Like that's still there's still a there's still an average. An average right. is still ninety five. If you're, it's like an OPS plus. Like 
sure, you're hitting 300, but if everyone in the league is hitting 350, then 300's not doing that well. You know right. what I mean? Like, you, you get the idea. Right. Um, there's some statistics in this article that I don't think I want to get into. I think I want to save some of that uh, for you guys to read the article, but they do share... The, the strikeout rate in 2023 ver- 2022 versus 2023 and the walk rate and what that means. Uh, there's a really cool piece about Joey Votto, one of the greatest eyes in the game. Yeah. And, and Votto kind of questioned some of the, uh, some of the balls and strikes. And it's like, boy, if you're going to trust anyone, like I feel like he knows, <laughs> you know I mean? We, yeah. we talk about Brian Reynolds all the time saying like, yeah, he knows whether it's a ball or a strike. The problem is, is sometimes the umpire thinks it's a strike or the catcher steals that strike and we want him swinging at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that there's uh, Gary uh, Morgan. You guys listen to Gary Morgan from the fan forum and inside the Bucks basement. I think in one of his articles on inside the Bucks basement, he said that if robot umps ever came in, that Brian Reynolds would hit 350 because he doesn't, he knows what the strike zone is. And once a robot's calling it, he's not going to have to chase pitches anymore. Yeah. Because pitchers aren't going to get those calls. And we talked about it on uh, last week, right, is how we say this, last week's episode about the the number of pitches off the plate that the Pirates are getting called strikes. That would stop. Yeah. So go back and listen to last Monday's episode where we talked about how many pitches that the Pirates are watching and being called strikes and things like that. Um, one of the arguments here is that the games will go long again because you can't stretch out the the zone a little bit. Casey Candell, what a name. What <laughs> a name, man. I I was reading this article and I was like, oh my gosh, they're talking about Casey Candell. You remember Casey Candell, right? Not really. You don't really remember him? Man, yeah. I remember him from his Astros days. You know what? He would be a really good... Uh, for, for immaculate grid. grid, I think, because I think he played for a couple different teams and no one's thinking of him. Houston, Montreal, and Cleveland. Remember those three teams for Casey Candell. But I remember when he was in Houston, which is like most of like from 27 through age 32, and then a couple years in Cleveland, 35 and 36. But I remember those Houston years in the early 90s. It's weird that I remember those. I mean, I wasn't, but I just, maybe I just remember the name. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, he's managing in Buffalo. And he had a lot to say. He does not like this. He doesn't like the way they do it. He does like the the challenge. Everyone, put it this way, everyone they talk about, they like the challenge system. They do not like the, the, every pitch automated. Yeah. Um, he Which says, yeah, and he says the games are going to become three and a half hours long. The walk rate has skyrocketed and all this stuff. And you look it up and it's like, yeah, it's gone up. The walk rate has gone up uh, significantly. The strikeouts have actually gone down. And that's actually true, too. They actually did some lowering of the strike zone, too. They changed it like they were trying to define a little more of what a strike is, and I think they were changing right. some things there too. Um, not worth getting into for the sake of this conversation. Um, but I think the question comes in: Do we really want to? And I think that's where a lot of those those situations come in that we talked about earlier that we briefly talked about. 
And um, man, I would I would have answered this one way before before reading this article. And I really do think that, you know, is this Casey Kendall again? Is that is that where we're at here? No. I, yes, it is. He's saying it's either a strike or a ball. There's no, oh, he's been hitting corners all day, so I'm going to give him that ball an inch off the plate. And there's part of me that says, like, yeah, but does he really need to? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going good, why am I giving you more? I don't necessarily agree with that. What I agree with is if I set up on the corner as a catcher and you barely miss that spot and you've been barely missing all day, I'm going to reward you for barely missing if you've been doing it all day. But like, I'm not going to do it just to just, I'm not going to give you extra. Like if I know it's off there, I'm not giving it to you just because you're good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But like, if you've been good that day, and you've barely missed your spot. If I set up down the middle and you and you miss off the plate, you're not getting it. So that's I think you're missing the point. Okay. Of that one. It's it's more or less this guy's going good. Pitcher alert. It's guys. not that's me. That's me. <laughs> no, it's it's not it's not this guy's going good, so I'm gonna give him more. It's this guy's going good, so that it's it must be a, if it's close, it must be a strike because he's going good. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You're so used to calling that strike and you're calling that strike and all of a sudden you're eking it out just a little bit further. Just so it's not intentional. It's a gradual. No, the umpire is not. But he's off, saying I'm this. giving I said him. gradual. You did. That's okay. not a word. Gradual. No. Um, gradual. <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 it happens over time without the umpire even realizing. All of a sudden, I'm giving him an inch and a half off the outside corner because he oh. started on the corner. He started a quarter inch off the corner. Then he went to, I mean, obviously. That's I'm, actually it. That's actually the rest of that. You're you're hitting it right there. He said, not that the human umpires give guys that pitch purposely, but that guy who could throw the ball where he wants it gets more pitches out of the zone. And I think guys accept that. Yeah. I mean, And I hate to say this happens, he says, but when it's a blowout <laughs> game and it's 12 to 1 and the ABS system, which is funny, ATM machine, right? Uh, automatic ball strike system system is calling every pitch. That's tough. There's yeah. no expanding the zone to get the game going. I do think in a blowout, there should be some expansion of the zone. You think about as much as I hate uh, position players coming into pitch, those pitches are not strikes and they get called strikes. But when they pass the the hitter, they're above his eyes. Yeah. Like that shouldn't count as a strike. And sometimes they're like, that ah, strike. If it's strike one, I'm giving it to him. You're not gonna ring a guy up on that pitch, but right. I'm a, I might right. I might get the at bat moving for strike one and say, hey man, swing the bat. It's a it's a guy throwing the ball to you. Yeah, and and, and everybody walking up to the plate should know the situation. Yeah, and maybe they're I don't know. I'm not gonna inject into that, but the thing is, is like, I'm do just you saying. do you really want? Do you want to be able to move the games along? Do you want to be able to say, like, for strike one, I'm giving it to you? Yeah, I'm not going to ring you up on an egregious call, but... But I might I might move things along might, by strike yeah. one, saying, like, let's so go. So that you get the point. Swing. Okay. Um, And then the other piece of this, were we done with that part of it? Because I think that that's a lot... I think there's a lot of... Uh, I think there'll be a lot of mixed opinions on that, don't you think? Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to say, no, 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 strike zone's a strike zone. I don't care what the score is. 
And that's fair. I, I'm not going to, that's your opinion. Yeah. That's fine. I, I tend to think that there is some reasonable amount that you could, that you could expand the strike zone. I also think, and my biggest thing about that is if I'm set up on the inside corner and I'm in here and you throw one that hits the corner, like if I want that slider to be a ball inside and I'm ready to block it and you miss that slider on, or you barely hit the corner on the other side of the plate, I'm sorry. That's not a strike. And I know as a pitcher, you might say, it's over the plate, I want it. But I'm like, no, you missed your spot. I'm not rewarding you that pitch. The pitcher on the mound wants it. You're right. But even as a pitcher, I understand I missed that that person missed a spot. Like, you shouldn't be rewarded for missing that badly or where you wanted the ball to go. And, and, and you could say, like, well, what? why not? I might tell the catcher to go over there because I think he's peeking and cheating, and then I'm going to throw it outside. So you could make that argument, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's a fair point. And that's a fair point. I really, I would have no argument against that. But that's my biggest thing is like, I don't want that pitcher getting that when he's when he's up there and he's wild. Like you don't get that, man. You're not, you're not, <laughs> you're not hitting your spot. Right. I'll give you some. Like I'll, I'm not going to be be ridiculous, but if you're painting black on the opposite side of the plate than you tried to throw it, I'm sorry. As an umpire, I think if the catcher's setting up somewhere, I think he should be there. And make sure that you hit the corner. And if you miss over there and I can't see it, well, dude, you're not even close. I want the pitcher who can actually hit his spots to get the calls, not the pitchers who can't. Like, I don't want to see a right. guy go up there and say, I'm going to throw 100 and hope it goes over. I don't want that. Throw 98 and get it over. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think you'll just see a lot of like catchers who are just going to be like, well, I'm not even going to set up then. Who cares? If it goes over the plate, it goes over the plate. I mean, right. I guess if you're still wanting him to spike that ball in the dirt, you're still going to set up so that you're in position. But speaking of right. catchers, what about Austin Hedges? We talked about Austin and 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 Jason Delay and how many calls they're stealing this year. At the same time that we're getting them called against us, they're stealing them. That goes completely away. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't change the entire uh, catcher's game. You still need to block. You still need to control your pitching staff. You still need to call the right pitches and make sure that you're throwing the right pitches to get swings and misses and to set up your next pitch. It's not mm -hmm. completely removing it, but a guy like Austin Hedges probably gets phased out and maybe a guy who can hit a little better gets moved in. Are we talking about a problem or a solution? <laughs> <laughs> and no, maybe get, that's not I, it. Yeah, but, I get what you're saying. It's just... But framing is gone. Gone. It's just completely gone. No unless, longer matters. Unless we're in the challenge system. Then it all can still stay. All mm -hmm. of that skill set can be there, except a hitter has the ability to say, uh-uh, that was a ball. Right. You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. to me, the more I watch, the more I'm like, man, I want that challenge system here now. I really do. But is it accurate? Well, that's a that's a big piece, and I think that it won't be in the place. Like, yeah, it won't be until in place they have unless that it's figured accurate. Out. There's none of this can happen until they figure that out. Right, right. No matter which way they go. Yeah, they definitely talk about whether it's fun. I definitely think it's more fun. I really do. I think it. I think it brings when when a pitcher or when a when a manager argues balls and strikes and he gets thrown out and he goes out there and he argues. 
that's there's a level of fun there. Mm-hmm. But when you get the ability to just challenge it, and everybody knows whether you're complaining for no reason or if that umpire is just missing a few, dude. Yeah. Like now there's an excitement in there, and umpires don't have to argue that, which means they don't have to get thrown out for that. There can be other things. They're still going to argue. Yeah. Just not balls and strikes, which they're not allowed to do anyway, and they're getting thrown out for doing it because they're, you know, they don't like what's going on. The challenge system is fun. It really is. And that's and that's the one aspect I'd say, you know, before a while ago I would have said, no, that's that's dumb. Like I don't get it. I'm here for it. I think it I think it is exciting. I think that it, it's another aspect of the game that you can bring on bring on board. I mean, the game's gonna be ever changing. It, it, it's the old school heads like us, like we have to put some of that aside and accept some of the new stuff. And and we try to do that when we can. And yeah. this would be one of those things I would, I would be okay with the challenge system. I think it could be fun. Yeah. It's a really good article. I, I encourage you guys to go out and read it. Um, there, obviously they go into way more detail. There's a lot of quotes. There's a lot of, uh, opinions that have been shared with them. There's a lot of different things about it's, it's not just, a science project, but maybe philosophy is involved. And I thought that was a really cool spin on it. Um, but I would, uh, obviously, you know, it's a good read. Go out and read that article. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Uh, the exact name of it is are robot umpires ready for their MLB MLB debut. Not so fast. Anyway, go read it. It's really interesting. Yeah, good article. And I think that this is a good conversation piece, and we can keep talking about this. Um, and we did assume that this would take some time. And I hope that you guys have opinions on that and didn't just – well, you wouldn't hear this if you did turn it off. But hopefully you guys are you know, either yelling at the TV or making some points that we didn't think of and things like that. Go out on – if you're not – if you're just listening, go to the YouTube just to leave a comment. If you if you're not like on Twitter and you don't want to just send us something on Twitter, um, go out on that go out on the YouTube video for this, and and just look up Bridge to Bucktober. You'll find it. Put a comment out there and say, hey, this is what I think because we I mean we we could read some of those, uh, you know, next week or whatever. We can read some of the comments on that um, just to just to kind of keep that discussion going. Off season, I'm sure we'll bring it up again. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about errors and hits. While we're at it, sure. since we don't have actual Pirates baseball games to talk about, something that I've been talking about all year is how in the world are they marking that a hit? Yeah. That is an error. Uh, I could name two of them in the first week of the season where G1 Bay made errors and they called them hits. And, G and I'm sorry, Bay. I'm sorry, but I just remember this because we were bringing this up. There was also a ball that he was given a hit that was clearly an error. Yeah. And The Athletic has an article on this too, guys. This is a good time to just go out and get that trial and and see what you think of, of The Athletic. Um, they usually do a ton of deals. Like, I never pay what they want you to pay. Matter of fact, I think the last <laughs> time... I don't know if I should be saying this, but right. that, not, nobody there is listening, right? I'm not saying right. I'm ripping them off. Like, they're giving you deals, right? And right. at one it's point, I was, they offer. Right. They offer them. At one point, I was like, hey, I'm canceling this. And they're like, why are you canceling? Because I don't want to pay this money. And then they're like, nah, psych, you can pay this. And I was like, I, I would do that. 
<laughs> I think I'd pay that. So anyway, it's called in MLB plays that were once errors are now hits as players wonder why we're not the only one. Hey, former pirate Pablo Reyes <laughs> is what they start off with. He chopped a grounder into the dirt in front of home plate. The baseball bounced towards Josh Donaldson who fumbled the transfer out of his glove. Reyes reached base safely. Verdugo does something right after something with Rizzo. Basically everybody's saying those are both errors. We see it a lot where a ball goes to the outfield, an outfielder approaches the ball, and he bobbles it. And then he throws it in, and the guy either gets a stand-up double, and you're, th- you're thinking, he could have probably made a play there. That's a double either way. But if it moves him up to the third, you got to mark that an error. It can't be a triple. It's a double right. with an error. And they're yeah. not marking it. They just get the triple. Did they give Connor Joe an error the other day when he threw the ball in the center field kind no. of with his glove? No errors on that. That's actually a really good point. Do you have another point there? Because what day, what day was that? That was oh my my day. That was Saturday. So run together. That was Saturday. No Saturday, errors. Saturday, like the twenty sixth or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's a good point. It was Saturday. It was Saturday the twenty sixth. It, it was the extra inning game. Yeah. And he, he did, and he it, threw it. What? Oh, it was the extra inning game. You're right. Yeah, it was in the 10th inning. So then, no, that was Thursday the 24th. It was in the 10th inning. You're right. So now let's see if Connor Joe has an error, because we did make an error in that game. They did give it to Connor Joe. Okay. So he did get an error for that. I mean, he threw the ball in the center field, essentially. Yeah. That had yeah. to be an error. Everybody, everybody moved up on that. So, yeah, he, <laughs> he did get credited for an error. There. I was like, man, they didn't even call that an error? <laughs> what a proven point. But no, there are a lot of plays that are happening right now that are not being called errors. And I guess the uh, the conspiracy theory, right, if, if you will, if you will. Yeah. And this is something that you and I talked about, <laughs> and they briefly touched it. Uh, they briefly touched it. I think they, they did some quotes. I mean, anything that you think of, somebody else is thinking it too. I just want you guys to know that. None of you are coming up with something that nobody else is coming up with. Um, sorry to bust your bubble there. <laughs> but oh, I kind of feel the same. Well, I kind of feel the same where when I think <laughs> when I think of something, I'm like, well, certainly I'm not the only one to have that thought. Right, right. And I'm like, they're just trying to boost batting averages. So they're all saying, hey, guys, by the way, if this happens, it's not really an error anymore. Like, let's just, just call. make it look like we made these changes for the for the better of the game. We made all these changes to shift restrictions, and we said that that batting average is going to skyrocket. So let's just make sure that the, you know batting averages are going to skyrocket. Just make sure we're right. Make sure we're right. Uh, by the way, the batting average um, was two forty three last year, and it's two forty eight so far this year. The league. The league batting average. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going up. I don't think they're making like a huge. <laughs> a huge deal, right? Right. Um, fielding percentage, by the way, all-time high. No duh to take something from the 90s. Yeah. No duh. It was the 1970s was when when fielding percentage started going down. And then all of a sudden, we're like, no, nah, everybody's a really good fielder now. No more <laughs> errors. Not calling them errors. Yeah. So. You know, and I and I I just what they're saying is like, well, I think we've reassessed what a difficult play is. No, that's garbage. Maybe if you had Ozzie Smith at shortstop instead of Mike Morse, that would just be an easy play. 
Right. Like instead of getting a guy who hits 40 home runs and stands six foot three playing shortstop and doesn't move well, maybe put an athletic guy who can go to the hole and make a play at shortstop. Let's, let's, I think that's off topic. I think I'm probably really going back old head right here, right? Offense no. doesn't have to come from short. No, you're not going old head. You're going proving point. Like every every position nowadays is an offensive position. Every position. We, we, there is no that. more. There is no more like, well, shortstops don't position, have to hit. Right. Shortstops don't shortstop center field catchers, they don't have to hit. No, I think anymore they all have to hit. Which is why you have bad fielders. Except now we have bad fielders with an elite fielding percentage because of these balls that are not getting called errors. I challenge yeah. you guys to watch these games and think about it a little bit. But there's an article out there about this, and this was something that I was like, hey, I don't know if we're going to talk a full a full episode about uh, robot umpires, so we're going to bring this other thing to the table too. And you said if we get to it, well, I mean, we're close to the end of this episode, and so I wanted to bring yeah. it up, and I'm not going to dive into this article, but every once in a while I like a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> every once in a while and I and we said this and we said they're going to do things to make sure that yeah. that they're going to uh that they get it right. They actually quote in this article um uh a, a Nick Gonzalez, a sinking liner towards shortstop Andrew Velasquez who failed to pick the baseball and Gonzalez got credit for a single. And the pitcher said, "Usually when I come out of a game I'm like, that was a hit? They gave that a hit?" <laughs> And pitchers especially are very upset about this because their ERAs are going up, which, by the way, the league ERA, up this year. Right. As expected. So It's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's a lot there. And I think I think there is a little bit to it, man. I think that they, they do change things. And they're saying, like, well, we're trying to get this accurate so that if you, if you get a – if you get a hit in Chicago and then you go to Pittsburgh and then they don't call it a hit, like that's not right. A hit should be a hit no matter what stadium you're at. And so they're trying to regulate it instead of leaving it up to official scorer. And here we go again. I don't disagree with trying to get things consistent. Right. And I'm not like, I'm not going to be such of an old head and a stubborn guy and saying like we want the human element in the game when i say i want the human element in the game that doesn't mean i want things to be incorrect <laughs> right i right. still you want things right. to be right but if you if you do everything so doing something by the book that's one thing do your job if you if if the book says this is going to be an error and this is going to which i think the book says that's why i said something about like they made a, a, a whether they made an extra effort to get to the play or not. Yeah. And so, like, if they made extra effort to get to the play, it's not an error, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of one of the things. But in that same vein, we always say, like, well, if it didn't hit his glove, it's not an error. Like, it's got to hit his glove in order for it to be an error. Unless they think that you made poor effort, and you, so let's say it's a fly ball to the first baseman, and he's camped, and then he misses it. They're going to call that an error whether it hits his glove or not. Right. And it should be. should. Yeah. And so, they're, you know, the effort piece is what's in there. And they're just basically being real lenient on that effort yeah. right right now. And we don't want to hurt his feelings. 
Anyway, I think uh, there's something to it. That might have been my favorite comment you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be something to it. I think they're trying to raise the, the batting average. How about Pablo Reyes? That's a nice name. Bringing that one back. Just the fact that, you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. you got a little Nick Gonzalez here. We got a little Pablo Reyes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Oh, Garrett Cole had something to say about it, too. Go I'm figure. sure he did. Yeah. He said he's challenged 10 plays during his 11-year career, and I've got none of them overturned. I'm 0 for 10. And there's some that I still believe are not hits. Like, dude, you're going through and cha- – come on, man. <laughs> How many of those games do you think they won? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And maybe some of them were in Pittsburgh. Maybe I just want my ERA to look better. <laughs> <laughs> it rained yeah it rained and i couldn't start on time and they took too much time and oh my god <laughs> okay anyway hey um let me fast forward a little bit brewers are coming to town we'll wrap this up brewers coming to town for three is this the last time we play the brewers this year it sure is we got three more against the brewers Let's, uh, let's rain on their parade a little bit. I don't even know if they're still in first because this is a week ago. <laughs> I think that's how we say that. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, let me start some music here. You got anything else, by the way? I mean, we got like, you know, five so minutes till we hit that. So this is Labor Day. This is Labor Day right now. Labor Day. So next Saturday, I'll be in Atlanta to watch the Buckos. Yeah, I'll be I'll be wearing my uh, you know City Connect jersey the wife got me for my birthday and we go root on some buckos. That's it, man. Uh, I believe TBD will be pitching that day. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna for guess. Sure. If right I was now. gonna tell you the probables for this week, they're all TBD. <laughs> TBD threw a complete game shutout uh, today on August 28th. Actually, we knew it was Oviedo. So, yeah. All right, music. Cue it. There we go. Thanks for sticking around in the conversation, guys, uh, hanging out with us. I know that this wasn't the typical uh, Pirates recap type stuff, but hey, we talk baseball here, right? Yeah. Yep. So thanks for thanks for sticking around and having a having a chat with us. Leave some comments. Let us know. Like, subscribe, all those things. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>